everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengert, founder of Wengert Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now today, the Lord has given me a message for you that I hope will be an encouragement to you. It truly has been an encouragement to me, and I know the Lord wants to speak this directly to your heart. Now, if you have a testimony or a story of how God has touched you through these messages, please text the word STORY to our ministry line, 844-333-7227. And then also, if you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to that same number. Again, thank you to all of our partners and friends who have joined with us. Our partnership is increasing. We're seeing the the connection between the Word of God and and people hearing it, downloading these messages, watching them, um, watching them and listening to the podcasts and having the word go in, touch their heart, and change them, make a difference in their lives. So if you partner with us, you become a partner in the word making a difference in their lives. If the Lord has put it on your heart, it's because he has a blessing in store for you. It's not that you give to get, but when you give in the kingdom, when you partner in the kingdom, the blessing of the Lord comes through because that's how the kingdom works. So I want to encourage you, if he's put it on your heart, do it. You don't want to miss it. All right, last time I talked about prayers with answers and how God has promised to always answer with a yes when when our hearts are in alignment with him, our desires are in alignment with the word of God and with him. But now today I want to talk about where many of us have found ourselves when we really are needing something from God. Maybe you've said this at some point or you've had someone close to you say it, where you say, sometimes I just feel like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. Have you ever heard that phrase? Have you ever said that? I just had a friend of mine say that the other day. And and I just had to think about, you know, the times where I have felt the exact same thing and, and have, have felt that disconnect and feeling, what is it about this that, that feels so alone? Where does that feeling come from? Is it just that you're feeling closed in? Are you dealing only with the confines of your environment? Are you, are you dealing only with the walls and the ceiling? Or is there something more to it? Now, I definitely feel like the underlying issue comes from an orphan spirit or the feeling of being abandoned. And when we, when we feel alone or we feel left alone, we tend to pull our focus inward, which Again, the walls and the ceiling may be something that's in your own heart. It may not be the actual room that you're in. But have you ever felt unseen? Now, this could be actually during an event in your life. It could be a pattern of events. It could be something that you've dealt with your whole life from childhood on. I don't know. Each one of us has our own story. But I'm here to tell you, you are not unseen. You are noticed all the time. God sees you. He notices you. His eyes are on you. I've titled this message today, The Eyes of the Lord. Now, I was asking him what it is that we're looking for when we, when we cry out to him with that, that feeling. Is it just answers? Is it just solutions? Is that all we're looking for? Now, while answers and solutions are nice, and we do need them throughout our day, throughout our week, we need the answers and solutions from the Lord We can have all the answers in the world and still find ourselves feeling empty. See, it's not just about getting the answers. It's about our relationship with the Lord to do so. The other day, 
my wife and I were we watched a video series called The Chosen. And if you haven't seen them, I'd like to encourage you, go and watch them. Watch every every one of them. There's two seasons. And they've been out for just a bit. Uh, so we, we were watching the episode where Jesus sees Nathaniel under the fig tree. And I guess this could be a little spoiler alert if you haven't seen these. But I'm not going to say that much. I'll just say a little bit. And hopefully you've already seen it. But if you haven't, look for this and hear recognize where your own heart is at when you see this scene. It was at his lowest moment, and Nathaniel was crying out to God, and, and he was asking if God sees him. He says, God, do you see me? I, I actually cried with Nathaniel as he burned his life's work of being an architect. I put myself in the same situation, and I saw myself sitting there under the tree, and I saw myself crying out and asking, God, do you see me? Do you see me? And I looked at all of my life's work that I have, and I'm, I'm thinking, is it worth anything? Do you even recognize this? And I realized that at that moment, I have felt the same way about so many things in the past. I've wondered if God sees me. And maybe you've wondered if God sees you as well. Now, I could go back and, and read the verses about God's love for me. I could go back and and read about Jesus giving me his authority and his righteousness. I could even read that all of the promises of God are yes and amen. But what is it that my heart continually cries out for day and night? Now I'll tell you what it is. Because I think it's true for each and every person on the earth. I want to know that he sees me. I want to know that God sees me, that he looks directly at me, that he sees me personally. And my guess is you want to know that God sees you personally. Now, when I know that the watchful eyes of my Father in heaven are actively observing me individually, it changes everything about my day. It changes everything about my relationship with him. I'm not just one of his billions of children lost somewhere in my own story. I am his son, and I am being given the same careful attention as he gave to Jesus. Again, if you're a child of God, you are his child, and he is giving you the same careful attention that he gave to Jesus. You are not lost. You are as special to him as Jesus is to him. The same attention that he gave Remember that. Don't miss it. Don't miss that. You might ask, how is it possible that God can keep his eyes on me continually while he's also watching every other child of his? I, my kids have asked me this question. They said, God, how, or Dad, how can God see every person? How can he know every person? Now, this is where I need to use my faith. And I simply believe that what the Word said is true. See, the Word tells us that this is the way it is. The word tells us this is true. I want to read this in Psalm uh, 33, uh, verses 13 through 15. It says, the, eyes, or the, the Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. Did you notice that? He fashions their hearts individually. That's amazing. How is it possible? 
It's possible because it's God, because he is the one who does this. We are given the individual attention of God himself. He is able to focus on you completely. You just have to believe it. You have to believe that what the word says is true. You believe he's all-powerful. Why don't you believe that he can see you individually? I think it's because you, you're not sure that you're worth it. You're not sure that, that you can bring enough, that you can offer enough, that, that you have enough to give him. See, it's not about that. It's not about what you bring to him. It's who he has created you to be. You already are. You already have what he's looking for because you're his child. He's never distracted or busy with something else. He's never caught off guard or surprised by something that you say or do. He is acquainted with all of your ways. Now, I want to read Psalm 139 verses 1 through 18 right here. And I know it's a little bit more than I typically would read, but um, it is so special. And you can see, you can hear the relationship that David has with God, with the Lord. He says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake... I am still with you. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I will be meditating on this this next week. I'm actually going to be at the beach. I'm going to be, uh, my wife and I are celebrating our anniversary. And uh, I will be looking and walking on the sand and thinking about how great is the sum of God's thoughts toward me. How amazing that he can have so many thoughts about me. And they're full of love and compassion. See, the Lord looks at you and he smiles with great love and compassion. He has his eyes on you at all times. He is looking to show himself strong on your behalf. See, the eyes of the Lord are on you because you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. It's not because of your own righteousness. His eyes are on you and his ears are open to your cry. 
That's actually Psalm 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. He sees you. He loves you. He listens to you. He is blessing you in every way. He is looking to give himself to you fully. He is looking for the fullness of his love to come into your life, to change your life. See, the other day I actually went out and sat under a tree. I was thinking of Nathaniel. And I had my Bible, my journal, and a pen. And it took some time. But I, I took the time to simply lay down my life's work and to hear my Father in heaven tell my heart that he sees me. I took the time just to think about it and say, Lord, I lay that down. I lay that down. I lay that down. And he said, I see you. I see you. I see you. Each one of us should do this on a regular basis. We should remind our hearts that we are not alone. I went through and wrote down some verses that the Lord gave me about the eyes of the Lord. And I'd like to encourage you to do that. Just do a search and just look for the eyes of the Lord. Just in case you think you're in a place that's too difficult for him to see, Proverbs uh, 15.3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. It says, The Lord, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. And just in case you hear the devil whisper in your ear that God cannot hear your cries, or if your heart tries to convince you that you're not good enough for him to care, you know, for him to care about you, I want you to remember again Psalm 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Remember, you have been given the righteousness of God in Christ. It's not righteousness that you have earned or worked for. Jesus paid for this with his body and his blood to be able to legally credit you with the righteousness of God. This is a promise that the ears of your heavenly Father are always open to you because you've been given his righteousness. See, his eyes are on you. His ears are open to you. He's looking to show himself strong. And, you know, you might feel like God's eyes are just set in in one place or like he's, he's focused on one person, so how can he be focused on you? But he is constantly, his eyes are active. He doesn't just zero in on one person and then forget everyone else. In fact, in Zechariah 4.10, it even says, uh, For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. See, the eyes of the Lord, even here, it's, it's hard to understand because it says these seven, the seven eyes of the Lord, scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. We think of this in human terms and we miss the ability of God. We miss the fact that God is so amazing in his power and in his ability to see everyone, to understand everyone, to ponder and look at the ways of man. There are a couple places that that phrase, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro or scan the earth. It's like he's saying he's constantly looking to find ways to show himself strong. He's, He's looking for a way in. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's looking for a way into your life. So much of our life, we, we, we block him. or We don't believe that we are worthy. And so we say, God, I don't think you can do this. And I, I, don't, I don't know that I have enough that I can offer to you. You might even think that, you know, God doesn't have the time to think about you or your specific needs. 
But again, there's verses for you. I have a verse that says, he takes the time to think and meditate on you. Proverbs uh, 5.21 says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The word ponder means to consider carefully or to weigh precisely. This tells me that he takes as much time as needed to slowly look through every area of my life. See, it's important to him. I am important to him, and so are you. Even the word ponder in the original Hebrew, it means to level out or to make flat, um, to make a, a smooth path. This shows me that God is carefully working to smooth out the path for you by showing himself strong. He wants to. His deepest desire is to show himself strong, to make things right for you. Now, I really want this message to encourage your heart, to deepen your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Let him speak to you. Let him convince you that he loves you so deeply that he gave his son to die for you. See, that's where this comes to, that God loved you so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that you could then become the son of God or a son of God. You could become a child of God. Isn't this amazing? God loves you so intensely that he was able to give all that he had. He gave everything for you. He has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. And even more importantly than that, I want to remind your heart that he sees you. He sees you. He knows you. Your way is not hidden from him. You are not forgotten. He is looking to show himself strong for you. Let your heart be drawn to him in adoration and praise. Let your heart be drawn to him in relationship. Receive, open up to him, and receive all that he is. Receive all that he has given to you. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.